You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. As with every episode, we start off this episode stating that the intended audience for this episode are pharmacy students or newcomers to informatics. So, today's episode is going to be the Back to the Basics episode where we introduce the concept of CPOE. This is meant to be a general overview only, and future episodes may delve deeper into the CPOE aspects. My background is with inpatient CPOE, so we'll be going over what exactly is inpatient CPOE, advantages to using CPOE, disadvantages to using CPOE, barriers to implementing a new CPOE system at an organization, and how this relates to medication safety, and what a pharmacist's exact role is in CPOE. So, let's begin. What is CPOE? So CPOE stands for Computerized Provider Order Entry. Uh, some people think it's Physician Order Entry, but it actually encompasses all providers. So it's basically taking the paper version of writing orders and making it electronic. So CPOE is uh, not just medications, but it includes uh, things like labs, like you know CBC orders or vancomycin level orders and others. Uh, it can also include dietary orders, like if this patient is uh, NPO, like no, nothing by oral, or restricted diets like uh, ketogenic diets for pediatrics and uh, others. And uh, it can also encompass nursing tasks, which are things like point-of-care blood glucose or turn the patient over at this time. And it also includes things like admissions, uh, discharges, and transfers. And in order for a CPOE system to uh, be successfully implemented, there needs to be a buy-in from all the stakeholders in addition to immediate personnel involved with the patient care. So this includes physicians, academia, hospital department leaders, residents, pharmacists, pharmacy students, any students, and, uh, you know, uh, those kind of uh, folks. So why do we use CPOE? Why is this such an important concept? For one, there are less opportunities to have transcription errors. So if you go back into the medication process prior to the introduction of a CPOE system, there are several steps where transcription is required. When uh, the order is written by the provider, the order would first need to be transcribed by the nurse to the MAR. And uh, there is also a step where the pharmacist would need to transcribe a faxed copy of that order into the pharmacy system. So at any point when there is a transcription, there is room for errors in the transcribing. So having a CPOA system, it makes that whole process electronic. So it gets rid of any transcribing because the whole order is now in the electronic system. Um, Another advantage to using CPOE is because CPOE is electronic, therefore it is trackable. So this helps having everything in the system for tracking reimbursement purposes and things like that. Uh, CPOE also addresses several of the requirements under the Joint Commission's uh, patient safety goals for accreditation. And the elimination of transcriptions actually reduces the number of holes, if you will, in the medication process. So we should take note, however, that CPOE isn't without drawbacks. Even though it introduces convenience and reduces uh, transcription errors, the fact that it's a newly implemented system leads to new errors that wouldn't have happened prior to using CPOE. So there's a fancy term for it. Um, It's called eiatrogenesis. All it means is that this is an error that occurred with the introduction of technology that otherwise would not have happened without that new technology. So an example of this could be if a provider types in the search box for ACET. They would receive a list of medications that include several items that, uh, you know, like acetaminophen and acetocysteine. And uh, if the provider's intent was to order acetaminophen and then they misclick and they order acetocysteine instead, this is a 
a type of error called iatrogenesis because it occurred with the implementation of a CPOE system. So if there was no CPOE, the provider would have been writing this down so this error may not have occurred. Uh, different types of errors like this can happen and it's very important to track the errors when implementing a new system. Other examples can include free texting and capsule for a tablet order, um, ordering a medication that is searchable but isn't actually available, and other types like that. CPOE by itself is uh, just making the action of an order become electronic, but it doesn't incorporate alerts or logic in the ordering. Because of this, CPOE by itself does not actually show a significant reduction in medication errors. Reduction only occurs when it is coupled with Clinical Decision Support Systems, or CDS for short. In addition to errors, implementing a CPOE system is going to have many, many barriers to implementation. So, barriers. Let's talk barriers. The first is high cost. These systems are not cheap. Typically, when you try to implement a CPOE system, it comes in the suite of other applications. And this whole package may be in the millions. Some of the government programs can help with subsidizing part of it, but still a very expensive endeavor. Staffing is also required for both the training and the actual transition. If you are implementing this in a vanilla hospital, this may be new to everybody, and there will be need for extra staffing in the beginning to run all the education set sessions, and uh, there will need to be extra staffing during the go-live, and a few weeks post-go-live support. There's also a big resistance to change. This, this is a big issue because people don't like to change. This is a process by which the whole ordering workflow of the providers is getting an overhaul. This means that there's lots of providers who are either scared of the change or they're stuck in their ways and may not want to participate in being on board with that change. It becomes part of a stakeholder support issue. And finally, everybody's experience with using computers and technology is different, so we need to account for socio-technical issues that can arise. It becomes a balancing act in which we need to make sure we're not boring the tech-savvy providers while we're also not leaving the non-tech-savvy providers behind. So how does CPOE fare with medication safety? What we find is interesting. There was a study done by Coppola in 2005 that found that providers are relying on the CPOE system to check for their doses. This means that providers were thinking, hey, if it exists in the software, it must be good. If a CPOE system is not coupled with CDS, however, then this poses an issue. Related to that is that there may be formulary order entry issues. If the database for CPOE isn't correctly configured, then there may be a lot of entries that are not in the formulary but still orderable for the provider. Because of this, CPOE systems that don't have CDS coupled with them also have a tendency to over-ordering of non-formulary medications. The last part of this is uh, just to briefly mention that there is screen clutter. Paper is nice. You can go back to the specific part in the paper chart and write an order. In the CPOE system, sometimes you need to click on the right tab, then click on the right button to add an order, then search for an order, then click on order to view order sentences, then click on a sentence to get to the modification portion before you actually sign the order. So there's a lot of pop-ups that uh, come up and there's a lot of like cluttered windows. So it poses a risk for provi providers to do something wrong. So why do we need to have a pharmacist who works in informatics be closely tied to CPOE? Pharmacists are in a unique position to know the entire medication use process. By knowing how the orders are entered on the provider side and how the pharmacists see it on the pharmacy side, then dispensing it to the nurses, pharmacists have a special perspective to know how certain CPOE builds can have downstream effects on the rest of the medication workflow. Uh, some systems have a CPOE side that also needs to be mapped over to a pharmacy product database. So a trained pharmacist would use their medication knowledge to understand what CPOE drug names match up with what pharmacy product in their database. In addition, a pharmacist would use this same knowledge to ensure that accurate mapping occurs 
between the medication from the CPOE side to the uh, pharmacy database and then to the automated dispensing cabinet. Because typically automated dispensing cabinets like OmniCell or Pixis, they have their own product database as well. Uh, if there are also investigational medications in play, a pharmacist would also need to know how to associate the investigational medications appropriately to the study groups and pharmacy product databases for accurate tracking and trending. But what I've mentioned are reasons why we will need an informatics pharmacist. This doesn't mean we don't need clinical staff pharmacists to help out with CPOE. On the contrary, those clinical pharmacists who are in the workflow are the ones at the front line, noticing the real-life issues that occur every day. Over time, the clinical pharmacists get a better understanding of what's truly a system issue versus what is human error, and their input greatly assists informatics pharmacists in identifying problematic issues. So hopefully by now, you've gotten a better understanding of CPOE if this is your first time hearing about it. In future episodes, we may take a deeper dive into some of the specific CPOE aspects, such as e-prescribe or medication reconciliation. But until then, if you like this podcast episode, then please rate us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, any of your other favorite podcasting services, and you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook with the handle PharmacyITME, or you can follow us on Instagram by searching for Pharmacy Informatics. You can visit our website at PharmacyITME.com, and you can also email us at PharmacyITME at gmail.com. And if you want, you can follow my personal Twitter account at TonyDowFarmD. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal.